Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? I'm good. I'm here in rainy Southern California. You know, they say that it never rains in Southern California, but we've had flood watches the last two days. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Scary stuff. Um, stay dry. Uh, we're here to talk about um episode of Psych called Viagra Falls, and we're recording this at an incredibly coincidental time. Um, yeah. We're recording this right after the death of Carl Weathers, who of course is in this episode. And so before we talk about this episode, I just want to talk a little bit about Carl Weathers. You know, um, he's one of those guys who like I always loved. Um, I was never really even a big Rocky fan. My, my, my main love of Carl Weathers, and I don't know about you, is I think his him as himself on Arrested Development is one of the funniest things that's ever been on television. Um, but he's just so good in everything. Yeah, honestly, to me, it's more uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Chumps um, Peterson. Yeah, I've never seen Rocky or any of those movies. I watched them yeah. all for the first time last year. I've seen parts of them. I'm sure I've seen it as a kid, but I, I've never. I as an adult, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in Rocky, except mm-hmm. that I think he gets killed in Rocky Four by uh, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. He does. Yes. Who is what's his name again? Ivan Drago. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Um, so yeah, I know that, but aside from that, um, yeah, for, for me, Carl Weathers, I haven't seen Mandalorian or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I, through like all the podcasts I've listened to over the past week or so, um, apparently he had a very prolific, or he was starting to get into his groove of like directing episodes of, uh, TV shows. Yeah. And so it's incredibly tragic. And, um, yeah, he was really great in the Mandalorian. I saw a tweet, which I tried to find, I just was trying to find it on my phone. That was like everything Carl Weathers was in. He had so much joy that when he showed up in the Mandalorian, his energy was, you're damn right, Carl Weathers is in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. He's always, yeah, he always, to me, as far as I've seen him, he's always been a very positive, very yeah. um, non-villain type character. Especially so. because he was the one who came up with the bit in Arrested Development that he was cheap, that it was his idea. <laughs> I heard the story. He didn't want to, like, Mitch, Mitch Hurwitz wanted to yeah. do a bunch of Rocky stuff, and he was like... Uh, tell me you don't want to do that. Um, maybe, what if you should? Maybe my character's cheap. I love that. I mean, the bit, because obviously the baby got Stu going, I was thinking of one quotes, but I love the bit of where he, when he learns that Lindsay works at restaurants, like, she works at a restaurant, does she get a staff meal or half price on select menu items? <laughs> yeah, that show's so good when it's good, and then it's really yeah. bad when it's bad. Yeah, but it's, you know, it was good the entire time it was on net- network television, so, you know. Correct. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and season four has the line, Terry Crews says, here's my severance package for servicing my package, which is a line I think about a lot, but that's the only thing I really think about with the fourth season. That That's the Netflix one? Yeah. I actually I actually never watched the fifth season because I heard nothing good about it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need to do that. I think I finished, I stopped watching halfway through fourth season. I'm the like, fourth season, I, I watched it with my family, with my dad. That's when George Michael, that's when George Michael's in college, right? Yeah, when he makes fake block. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just was, It yeah, it was a, the thing is, if they did it, in, like, it was one of the first, like, reunion shows on streaming, and they couldn't get everyone back, and so, like, it was so haphazardly done. I, yeah. Um, but anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about Viagra Falls. Started off in 1990, where Henry is going to a Chief Wilkins and apparently Henry screwed up, and this Chief Wilkins is not a hard ass, but is like, you know, you're off the case. I gave it to Peters and Boone. Yeah, Peters and Boone apparently are the closers. Um, they're good detectives, and they're not Mariana uh, Rivera and Billy Wagner. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, <laughs> good one. Um, and so, yeah, we cut to an older Wilkins right after this, um, getting chased in some sort of warehouse setting. It mm-hmm. seems like, yeah. Um, we're not we're not sure who's chasing them. Obviously, we'll find out later. Um, mm-hmm. And he calls out. It seems like he's calling out multiple shady people. Yeah. Um, and for me, automatically, I thought that it was Boone and Boone and Peters, mm-hmm. um, because like we referred to two other people before that, and so we don't see who it is. We hear a gunshot, and that's kind of how that ends. So we cut to later, there's a bunch of police on a run a boat where Wilkins is dead. 
Um, and Henry's there, and he's basically telling Sean and Gus to be respectful. Uh, Sean jokes that he lived for eight or nine decades, which, I mean, come on, the man doesn't look 90. Um, but, uh, so, um, Peter's yeah, a moon roll. I mean, the thing about 90-year-olds is, like, they look old. Like, I think about how old my paternal grandmother was when she passed. She died, I think, at, like, 79. And I, she'd not look like she had 10 years and more. That's mean. I shouldn't say that. One of my cousins listens to this. But, <laughs> I mean, she, come on. You, you know. You know. Um, yeah, but, my yeah. grandfather is 94 now? Yeah, he turned 94. Yeah. You know, it's, but anyway. But um, you know. Yeah, you know, Peter's and Boone roll up. He still has he still has a full head of hair. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I have my great aunt on my mom's side is like eighty seven, and she still lives on her own, and just got cataract surgery, and she's really mad that she has to like take time to recover because she doesn't like that she can't go on her walks. So I guess age is weird. I guess, there's some people who are like eighty seven and are like I still like to walk to the store every day, and there's some people who are seventy four and can't you know do anything. So yeah, it's weird how that works out. Yes. Um, and so, you know, they're apparently the best. They do a handshake of their own. And, um, Sean's basically like, Henry says you can learn something. And Sean's like, the only thing they could, I could teach me is what time the whole, the hometown buffet closes. And Gus points out that it closes at eight, which I just love that he knows. Are you familiar with the hometown buffet? I'm not. Is that a chain? Yeah, it is. Um, pretty good. It's not bad. I used Mm. to go after baseball practice, me and three other friends we said just go and fucking i wonder do do they do they have golden corrals in uh california no they don't they had them in arizona but they don't i I, I figured that that might be like one of those things yeah um i've actually never been to a golden corral um because before i couldn't eat gluten my mom couldn't eat gluten so we didn't go to buffets ever because have you been to have you ever been to a cracker barrel yes yeah okay we talked about this right no we never talked about cracker barrel we might have, okay. but but yeah, Cracker Barrel is great. Yeah, I mean, I the vibe is bad. You like a shitload of food. A shitload. The Country Boy breakfast is like ten bucks, and you get like. So we've breakfast. talked about it because you said okay. the Country Boy breakfast. Well, the yeah. country. I'm sorry. I it, I've been to Cracker Barrel before. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. So yeah. like that's how I knew. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Cracker Barrel. I I think I get. I actually saw someone joke about it today. Not today. Yesterday on Twitter, like making fun of the Cracker Barrel, and I'm like, that's how I knew from up north. Because, like, yes, the outside is antebellum and bad, but the inside, come on, let's just, you know. Anyway, um, Sean concludes that uh, Wilkins didn't kill himself because he sees that there's some missing arm hair on his wrists. And mm-hmm. um, he says that he's the psychic. And what, did you catch what Boone says to that? What, he's like a hand reader? I don't well, know. no, he's a psychic son. We don't mess with the devil. Better go ride that oh, goat yeah, with yeah, scales. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. also, I think I might have written down every one of Boone's lines verbatim. <laughs> yeah, this is like God-fearing man. This really. is this is like we talk about Carl Weathers. I think like this is an un, like he is not just doing like the standard. He is really funny in this. I th- I think uniquely funny. Yeah, um, I think. It's just weird to see him like completely full shaven. Yes, that uh, is I don't think true. I've seen him like that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like that on Arrested Development, right? No, uh, he was actually. I think. No, he had a mustache. He... No, he had a mustache. Oh, he... oh right, he had a mustache. Right, right, right. He was, he was bald, but he had a mustache. And now yeah, the Mandalorian. It's really weird to see him this way. Have you ever seen his character on the Mandalorian? Look him up because he just looks so cool. He looks like if Carl Weathers owned a nightclub in Star Wars, which is what he is. Um... Is he like the guy from uh, what's it called? Um... Uh, oh my god. Uh, Han Solo? Like, who, Jabba the Hutt? No, uh, Paul Bedney. Oh, uh, Dryden Voss? No, he's not like Dryden yeah. Voss. Oh, he looks no, like he's he a good guy. Game of Thrones or something. What? He looks like he could be in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, but he's great. And yeah, the, the fir- I think the first line he says is, uh, the Mandalorian walks, he goes, Mando! Which is just perfect Carl Weathers energy. Anyway. Um, I feel like he's the Billy D that they needed on this show. Yes, he, he had very much was a Billy Dee vibe. How often do you think about the fact that Billy Dee Williams was born William Williams? I never even knew that, so... Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's logical, right? His name is Billy I D. never Williams. even thought about it, so yeah, it makes sense. His name is William December Williams. That's his birth name. That's a um, fucking sick name. I'm aware it is. But you know what's even sicker than that? Billy Dee Williams. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... I, I love Billy Dee, too. And he looks like a Billy D. Williams. You're like, you're damn right your name's Billy D. Williams. Anyway, 
Um, Sean says he's going to, after Peter's basically points out all the same clues, Sean says that he's going to sh- say where he actually got killed TBS. And Gus points out that's TBD. And Sean asks, what's TBS? And what does Gus say? Uh, it's it a superstation. No, oh. it's, a su- it's a superstation. <laughs> I, I mean, the exchange is, I'll find out where he was. TBS. It's TBD. Then what's TBS? The superstation. Oh, the, the superstation. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Um, Sorry, now I'm reading about William December Williams Jr. Jr. Yeah, yeah. was the first one. I mean, man, really, just out here with him. William. I, I mean, I just name your son William Williams is like obviously he overcame it, but that's a crazy thing to do. Yeah. Now, also, like, um, he's married to a Japanese woman now. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, it's a whole oh. Okay, yeah, they're still together. They divorced, but then they came back. Good and for them. He, and apparently in late 2019, Williams talked about his feminine side in, 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 in an interview and used masculine and feminine pronouns to refer to himself. So media what? outlets speculated that Billy D might be gender fluid. Cool. I, I, it, good for him. He just, he seems like the coolest motherfucker alive. And of course, he, she, they, they, they the, Billy D. Williams is cool to transcend gender. I think that that's perfectly fine to say. Anyway, they one thing that Peters and Boone do know that Sean and Gus can't possibly know is that this was not Herb's gun used in the shooting. Correct, because uh, the gun that was found on the scene was a Beretta, mm-hmm. and old Herb Herb mm-hmm. uh, liked to use a six shooter, classic. And he named it Darla Sedman, which one of my, I just love the, I love throw, throwing off Gus lines of, his gun was Jewish? <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that one. <laughs> I just love, he named it Darla Sedman, his gun was Jewish. If you, if you had a gun, what would you name it? Um, Honestly, probably Biscuit, just because of the show. Mine would be Kenneth Noisewater. Kenneth Noisewater, is that a reference I'm missing? Yeah, Anchorman. Oh, duh, right. Right, right, right. Dr. Right. Kenneth Noise Noisewater and... What was it? It's a name for his testicles. I would. I mean, if we're doing welfare movies, I'd get two, and I'd name one doc, uh, name one Walker and one Texas Ranger. Um, oh, and Doctor James Westfall. Mm. God, shouts to I, that. Really, it's just the same joke as Talladega Nights. I'm thinking about it just <laughs> with the kid, uh, son's names. Um, but Anchorman came before. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just, I'm you, just thinking remember, myself. Do you remember what the penis was called? No, I don't. I've no the octagon. See, I've seen Anchorman like five times, but m- most to what for what Anchorman is for most people is what Talladega Nights is for me. So, like, that's the movie that I quote more than any movie in the world. Um, I mean, anyone who goes to my letterbox can see that on my top four next to Zodiac and Spotlight and Boogie Nights is Talladega Nights without Ricky Bobby, and I'm living my truth. Um, here. Oh, it's Meow and making an appearance. Anyway, the serial number on this gun's filed off, and um, Sean says he's going to find the cop killer, but Peters points out there are two cop killers. Correct. Um, and so is he doing like a New Jersey thing? I don't really know. I don't know where the accent's from, but he talks like this. Yeah, I just recently, last night, watched uh, the John Oliver uh, skit on Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. Did you watch that? No, I haven't watched John Oliver since college. No disrespect, I just haven't. That's just a true fact. He was on your beloved show, Community, so thought you would I'm have aware that he point. played Professor Ian Duncan. I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, uh, I love I like watching that show. Anyway, see, so yeah, he did a 29 minute fucking piece on Chuck E. Cheese about how he used to be a wise talking rat, mm-hmm. and he got sanitized to a mouse um who does educational videos so it was really interesting to watch the older clips of chuck e cheese have you did you go to chuck e cheese ever yeah tw- i've been to chuck e cheese exactly twice okay that was a big thing growing up for us yeah yeah it was the thing is like when i was when i lived in new york until i was nine there was a dave and busters at the palisades mall which was about 10 minutes away and so that oh, was you're so much younger than me yeah that makes sense I mean, I feel like it's not, but the thing, what I was going to say is there was a Chuck E. Cheese. We only went there once, but like the town I grew, the town I grew up in was just much closer to a Dave and Buster's than a Chuck E. Cheese. It wasn't a time thing. It just was. And then when I lived in Florida, the Chuck E. Cheese was like 
not that close. And then there's only like two years of me being in Florida where we were still at Chuck E. Cheese age, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I Chuck E. Cheese was like, I still remember the animatronics before they yeah. took them out. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, I don't know how we got on this tangent. Because you, you brought it up because of the New Jersey accent. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I, this is a thing that I shouldn't admit, but I said, and my therapist agreed with me, that one of my f- great talents is that I'm always good at backtracking on a conversation if I was, we got to somewhere. Because it's not even a talent, but it's just a thing I've always been really good at. I'm like, oh no, you brought up this actor, and that's how we got in this and this and this. Anyway, so Sean's talking about how they're young and viral, um, uh, and, you know, that they're like the tortoise in the hair. Yes. Um, and Sean's at pondering some questions like, why did Meshach Taylor come back from Mannequin 2? Um, and Vic invites all teams into our office and Boone and Peters are still there. And obviously Sean's pissed about it. And, um, Sean's kind of wondering why Peters doesn't like him, you know? And Peter well, says, okay, yeah, Peters and Boone have also been brought in as consultants. I said that as you were messing with your cat, Mr. Kitty Cat Man. Uh, no, I thought, no, I didn't hear that part of it. I heard that they were brought back, but it wasn't clear in okay. what capacity. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why I did the fake standoffish. Yes, we repeat ourselves all the time in here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're in there. And like you said, um, you know, Sean wants to know what the what's, what the deal is. And the thing is, Peters is not with the malarkey. He's not with the shenanigans. And he's not with the tomfoolery. Yeah. That was in our house. Because this episode will be on syndication a lot. And the we would say the malarkey shenanigans, the tomfoolery, the big three a lot. That was a line that we would quote a lot. Um, yeah. And so there's putting a hold on vacations and vacation sequels. And um, the bit between Boone and Gus, it might be my favorite part of this episode and this watch of mm-hmm. Boone says, you look for a handout, your eyeball on my watch. And Gus says, it's a Casio. Just prove my points, lick fingers. Like when, I'll say this, when I learned Carl Weathers died, because I've seen this episode so much, that was the first joke that came to mind like truly that this joke is when i it's probably my top 10 favorite jokes in psych it's a casio just put my point slick fingers <laughs> so guess what i 100 believe that you felt that way what do you mean i 100 knew that like your mind would go to psych before anything else once well, he yeah be- i mean because yes I, mean, I guess extremely topical because like yeah you i mean what it's, it's, was it's, next. it's in part because of that it honestly was because i was in the movie theater I was about to watch Argyle, which is not that good. And I saw that he passed away. And I was thinking, holy shit, Viagra falls in the next episode. And then I thought about this line. Um, but God, I love this line so much. Um, yeah, and it's good. But this is when Sean and Henry go out of the room and start arguing. Yeah, start arguing. Um, because uh, I forgot why. Oh, because it's just Henry doesn't want them to be there. Sorry, Sean doesn't yeah. want them to be there. Yeah, Sean doesn't want them to be there, but, you know, um, they clearly show some sort of tact. Uh, they show some sort of initiative. They show that they are, like, still on it. Like, they're very fucking sharp. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be all four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Sean tells them that the world has passed them by, mm-hmm. and that includes all of them uh, mm-hmm. and Henry. And Henry kind of, like, feels a little mm-hmm. bit slighted by that. And then we get a little bit of a glimpse of an, an example of that by Boone being a misogynist by asking Juliet to like have a cup of coffee and some donuts mm. ready when they get back. Yeah. But they're in where they're going to go. They're going to go to Herb's bait shop because he owns a live bait shop. Um, of course, he does. I don't think we ever discussed this. We've discussed basically every part of our lives or different hobbies. But what, do you have a relationship to fishing at all or no? You've definitely discussed it. I've never fished in my life. Me neither. Okay, that's one of the... There are, I, it's funny. We have a lot of different experiences, but there are a few things. I mean, when we first had the revelation that we both still tie our shoes in the loop-de-loop method, I think that that was probably the most in line we've ever been. But the uh, the fishing thing is definitely another one. Um, yeah, because I mean, it would make more sense for you to have been exposed to that. Again, right? I, th- I think the thing I said previously, and there are people who didn't listen to the Monk podcast, and in fact, why would you listen to three, you know... Over 150 hours of us bullshitting about stuff. But, um, yeah, when we moved to Florida, my family was still culturally very New York. And so, like, you know, just because we lived in Florida didn't mean my suburban New York dad was going to become a South Florida dad. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, those those are two different kinds of fishing, right? Yes. Like the thing is, like I have uncles who I, I have an uncle who ice fishes, um, which he's like you know a mountain man with long hair, and that's cool. But like my dad is like not. What's his name? Uh, my uncle Jeff. Is he like um, a normal guy? Yeah. I mean, he he. Oh, he. He said he's bored. a mountain man. No, like not. He's a mountain man in comparison, to like suburban people. But like he'll, he has. He's always had long hair, and like, well, he'll camp out on the ice and shit, you know. Um, and uh, I, yeah. I would like to go fishing, but I'm like not the type to be like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up at like two yeah, in the fucking would, morning. I would want to do it like the way that some people in Florida would do it, like because there's so much water everywhere. Like people would just go in like the tiny like streams underneath overpasses and fish there, you know, cause it just, you didn't need to get a permit to fish there. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Makes sense. Um, so they show up, uh, to the docks and Boone and Peters are interviewing a guy, Randy. And apparently Randy was seen having an, I never got his name. I never got, his I looked, I only got his name. I only got his name because of the x-ray. Okay. Great. But yeah, they're interviewing him. And it's at this moment that Sean and Gus decide that they're going to do their own thing. So they go to the bait shop, and they see there's a, there's a shop next door as well. Yeah, there's a shop next door called Treasure... Pacific Treasures. Pacific Treasures, right. And the door, like, he seems to notice, like, a, he notices the locks on each of those doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they interview the churro lady. Mm-hmm. Um and his name is Sean, and this is my partner Imhotep. He cometh in peace. Show him your cometh in peace face. Is that what Imhotep means? I don't know. It meaning like I think it's right, the mummy of he cometh in peace. You know. Okay. I mean, I it's, figured it was a mummy reference. With Boris Karloff. Oh, I see. I was thinking about I, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I uh, watched the original Brendan mummy movie. Uh, uh, in December. I watched all of the Universal horror movies. Um, that one's not that good. Uh, Dra- uh, Frankenstein's the best. Actually, no, The Invisible Man is probably the, my favorite of them. Anyway, um, who was The Invisible Man? Uh, Claude Rains. Claude Rains, the infamous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, Sean asked if any if Wilkins had any enemies. No, but he was spending a lot of time with a young girl with about twenty long red hair. Maybe her name was Samantha or something. And she works at Pacific Treasures, but she hasn't been there in a few days. So. Then we see Boone and Peters are playing a little game with Randy. This this made me laugh out loud. I forgot about this. A game called Damn Good Chance of You Getting Shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah. It's bad but stuff. Am I off base with finding all this stuff funny? Because you're not laughing along with me. Like, I just think this is such a funny episode to me. It's, no, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as particularly funny, honestly. Okay. I'll be, I'll be, okay. this is, this is, I, I love this one personally, but you know. You must really love uh, Wild Hogs. I've actually never seen Wild Hogs. I think it would resonate with you if you like this. I mean, I, I possibly, but I think that I mean for me the the butt of the joke is these guys, not you know. I don't know. Yeah. I think the Wild Hogs is for these guys, not um, you know. Also, I, I've seen Old Dogs, which is by the same guy, and that movie is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. So, which is Old Dogs? The one with Robin Williams and John Travolta. Oh God, rest in peace. R. Yeah, the goat. It's actually the one. It's the movie that um, was re- Bernie Mac is in it too, and in between oh, when they shot it, Bernie Mac died. It, like John Travolta and Kelly Preston are both in it, and Bernie Mac's in it. And in between when the movie was shot, Kelly Preston's dead too, right? Yes, but no, listen. Back uh, in between when the movie was shot and it came out, both Bernie Mac and John Travolta and Kelly Preston's sons died like the month before, and so it was like such a cursed movie, and it's also awful. So. Well, um, yeah. I won't ever see that. So thank no, you it's for the... it's it's truly cursed. Anyway, um, so Sean thinks that there are no bullets in the gun, and uh, Gus has how sure are you? And he says one in six, <laughs> which is just <laughs> a funny. One joke. in six, yeah. Um, and uh, what what do now? This is you mentioned the Palmer thing. What do Boone and Peters call Sean and Gus? Oh man, um, I don't know what that is. I a don't palm recall. reader and a young Lawanda Page. Okay, Luanda Page, who is from Sanford and Son, and I looked Sanford. up a young version of her. She doesn't look anything like us, <laughs> and so it's very coded, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Boone says it, so it's not as bad. Correct. Yes, that is true. 
Um, so, yeah. Um, sorry, I I randomly went through. This is where they mentioned that he was hanging out with a young girl, and um, you know they oh. they don't like the accusation that that Wilkins was doing things shadily. Yeah, they tell them about their hunch and like, yeah, they're they're not responsive. Sorry, by them, Boone's and Boone and Peters are not responsive to that. They think that he's still yeah. a good guy, mm-hmm. so they, you know, instead of pussyfooting, uh, they're gonna get to where the Her- clues lead them. So they it's go like to Herb's, Herb's house. house, but this is Herb's before house. the cops are there to secure a warrant. And Sean Correct. does think they're being so clever by breaking in early, but wouldn't you know it? Boone and Peters are already there. Yeah, they're already there. Um, and their MO is to not disrupt, um, not to like leave any sort of, uh, they do their search, but they leave no trace of them having mm-hmm. broken in beforehand. So obviously very tr- problematic in the justice system, but, um, and still they, they pick up stuff like, you know, um, Boone picks up like a airplane model, sniffs it. Um, they do a bunch of stuff and Sean notices, uh, you know, some lotto tickets, and clues that seem to lead to the fact that uh, the house was broken into in some capacity. Yes. And yeah. Sean brings that up, and Boone has half a mind to get a billy club. You know, he's looking. I mean, the man is that racist, by the way? No, I don't think so. I don't personally. I don't think so. No, it's not because Paddy Wagon is right. Yes, it is. Paddy Wagon is about Irish people. Okay, I don't know but why I think like a billy club is, would be. As someone whose last name is Christie, it's fine. I you know. Chrissy doesn't even strike me as like the most like Irish. It's name it's Scotch Irish. It's both, but it is okay, uh, my family. You know, um, I'll take yeah, your word of, for it. It's of it's of Christ in like Celtic or whatever. Um, I see. Anyway, uh, and so the what Boone and Peters point out is that sorry, I love the bit where they start whispering to each other and they're way too loud, and it's like, can we be hear, heard that clearly when we whisper? I hope not. Um, but they think he wouldn't have hidden something at his house. He would have hidden at a secret locker. So, okay, real quick mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. What they're hinting at, like, without being completely obvious, Crude. is that it's just a younger version of them two, right? Yeah, of course. That's the whole point of this whole thing? Yeah. Okay. That's why I wasn't sure if they were trying to do that, and I just wasn't picking up on it. Yeah. But I kind of remembered that, and I'm like, okay, this yeah. seems like very apt, actually. Yes. Yes, that Sean keeps judging them for things they're doing that are just parallels. Like when they do the handshake, it's like, why do they shake hands like that? And then they immediately try to fist bump and they look silly, you know? Yeah, um, okay. And so they go to the Santa Barbara Aquatic Center because Sean sees a plaque that mentions it. And um, they, uh, oh, sorry, they're about to go. And uh, Peter says not to follow them. And Sean says they already know where to go. And how does Boone respond to this? He responds by throwing his loafer at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever it doesn't seem to be you? one that he's wearing. I I think right? he is. I think he is. I don't. I mean, I think because when he runs to the car, he's still wearing shoes. So that's why. Yeah, I, I think that that's just a continuity error. I don't think that he's still okay. an extra shoe. But have you okay. ever gotten a shoe thrown at you? Uh, too many times. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to assume, but you know. I actually, yeah. I have a funny story about that. Um, it's not, I mean, it's not that funny actually, but, um, so when I was going to college, um, I had a high school girlfriend Mm -hmm. and she expressed that she was going to go to a different school and I'm like, okay, fine. Great. You know, um, you know, we'll live out our high school senior year and like just have fun and whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I find out that she applied to the same school as I did and she Mm -hmm. got in. And so, so we went to the same school the summer before my sister's like, you need to break up with her because mm-hmm. like you're going to go to college. You're going to want to have fun. You're mm-hmm. not going to want to be with a girl that you knew in high school. Like you're going to grow and all mm-hmm. these things. I'm like, you know, that makes sense. Obviously, I was a coward about it. So I never broke up with her. So a mm-hmm. week into college, um, I on top of that, poetic justice. I get the shitty dorms that have mm-hmm. no air conditioning. She gets the international dorms that have air conditioning and has like. Wait, know. a dorm at University of Arizona didn't have air conditioning? No, I didn't. My first semester uh, at college was the University of Laverne. Where Where is that? It's in Laverne, California. It's like east, like forty minutes away from LA, probably. So even then, that's still crazy. They didn't have AC. But anyway, continue. Oh no, because it was like extremely hot in that part yeah. of town, and specifically in August, September, it's really hot. So we mm-hmm. started, I think, the last week of August. 
So I was there. I mean, for there two was weeks. a dorm at NYU that didn't have air conditioning. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because it is also the same dorm that Timothy Chalamet allegedly gave multiple girls chlamydia at. Continue. I see. Um, yeah, the story isn't as sexy as that, but yeah. So, um, so, anyways, yeah, she's at that dorm. I'm at mine, and we live basically separate lives. So, a week or two in, two weeks in, I think, I go home for a weekend, and I. Asked my mom. It was like in that era. So I'm like, oh, I want to dye my hair. So she dyes my hair black. Mm-hmm. And that same night when I go back to campus, my mom dropped me off later that night. Um, and so I go back and I go to, I was like, I realized how much of a like terrible girlfriend she actually was to me. So mm-hmm. that night I decide I'm going to break up with her. And so I go over to her place, to her dorm in the air conditioning. It's very nice. Um, and I proceed to break up with her. Uh, turns out it's the night that her sister is going to leave for like six months to Peru for some mission. So mm-hmm. she's very emotional and she gets very upset at me and proceeds to throw a bunch of shit in her dorm at me. And on top of that, her shoes. So yeah, a roundabout not, way of this. That's going. not why I assumed you had a shoe thrown at you, but you know. Well, that's uh, why. Okay. I, that's is, how it got not, there. is it not a stereotype that Mexicans throw shoes, parents throw shoes. Is that not a thing? Or no, they don't throw shoes at you. They beat no. you with them. That's a different oh, story. Oh, they beat you with them. Okay, I knew yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah. A, I knew that there was a thing about taking shoes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shoes are off, but the, you get hit with that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they go to the lockers and they open up number nine because that's uh Boone's favorite number. It's not his lucky number, um, but it, of course that's not actually the right one. That's Luis Charbeno's. He has some Snyder's of Hanover once again. Spoon. Yeah, hey, they love their fucking pretzels. I mean, I I love we talked about this. they're my favorite pretzel too, so I'm not gonna dismiss. What flavor? Um, you like the my, mustard ones. Back in the day, my favorite flavor was butter snaps. Butter snaps. I don't yeah. even recall that. Is that a sweet? It's no, it's like buttery, basically. I mean, I'm sure they're gr- grossly unhealthy, but that was my favorite flavor. I see. I've never. I mean, I've never seen that flavor. I've only seen like the honey mustard. Well, they're they're not like they're not the flavor blast. They they would be like in the normal section. They're not like the. It's not. It's not the same level of flavor as like a honey mustard pretzel. Can you um, eat popcorn? Can I eat popcorn? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. And let's not be ridiculous. I mean, I've I I, I haven't taken my own life, have I? Um. Anyway. Um. So they go to number twenty-two, which is of course the number that's on all the lottery tickets. And so they open it up. Sorry, Gus opens it up, and it's number Boone, twenty-two, by the way, in case what? you didn't say it. Number twenty-two, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Gus opens it up, and Boone is very disappointed in him that he knows how to crack locks. <laughs> yeah, Boone. He he makes his feelings known. Yeah, and uh, what's in uh, what's in that locker? Uh, there is a dirty bag. Um, mm-hmm. Unclear what the dirt is, but they open up the bag, and there are some keys. And I'm not talking about a spare set of keys or something. It's mm. some kilos of appears to be coke. Yeah, Lococo. Lococo, Colombian Bam Bam. Lococo, yeah. A little yes. Bolivian marching powder. Mm-hmm, exactly. A little nose candy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we learned that Herb apparently, when they get back to the station, he drew, withdrew 50K from his savings, and it looks like a drug hit. But of course, you know, Henry, Boone, and Peters don't want to believe that. Um, and so they're, you know, going to keep investigating as he leaves, Peter steals some evidence and, uh, Boone, what does Boone ask Jules to do for him? He asks her to get his dry cleaning, right? Yes. He's like, you mind picking up my duds? And I love that she, after he leaves, says, well, she says, I'll pick your teeth up off the floor. And then it's like, what could he need dry cleaned? (laughs) Yeah, correct. By the way, I just placed, while we were talking, I placed an order at Taco Bell right now. Congratulations. And what so, you um, uh, what do I think you got? How, give me a ballpark. Like, how many items did you get? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Is that including a Baja Blast? Correct. Okay, so that's one of them. Did you get a um, a beefy five-liter burrito? Yes. Okay. Um, did you get multiples of anything? Yes. It was a special. Okay. Something um, very basic. Oh, did you get like two beef tacos? Yes. Um, You're three for three right now. Um, two beef tacos. Did you get a? Um, I'm feeling like a chicken quesarito, maybe. No. Okay. Something that just got brought back. Um, the Mexican pizza. Nope. Double stack taco. Oh, okay. Uh, and what? Um, like a chulpa, just a re- like a regular chulpa, or cheesy no cheesy gordita, gordita crunch. crunch? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And a stacker. And okay. cheesy festa potatoes. Bada bing. Nice, nice, nice. Anyways, yeah. I was pretty glad. But I did pretty well. You did pretty good, dude. You, did, yeah. you went three for three to start. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, they stole a book of matches, and they're going to tail them. And this is, it is a reference, I feel like, after your own heart. Wait, I'm sorry. We also, did you? Did we talk about the particulars? With what? What are they? That Herb withdrew 50K yeah. from his, okay, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I they're going to be ordering. following them, and then they make a reference that's right after your own heart. Uh, they agree to work together? Oh, no. about the straight story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're following them in the car, and they're driving super slow. So, like, they refer to, like, what is this, the straight story? Which is a movie I've never seen, by the oh, way. Oh, well, I assume you have. But I know it's a David Lynch movie. I mean. Um, have you ever seen The Elephant Man? No, I haven't seen any of David Lynch's movies. Because I, 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 I need to do all of them, and... The thing is, I whenever like whenever there's a whenever there's like a totemic director I haven't seen any movies from, I want to watch them in like the right order. Like I want to watch them in chronological order. And what that means is I just haven't watched any David Lynch movies because I'm never really in the mood to watch Eraserhead. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy. It's 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 I watched it when my wife was gone out of town, yeah. and it's a really hard movie to watch. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, so they don't want them to be there. And um, you know they're they they're arguing back. So I'm not going to go through this whole thing because we're running behind already. Not that we're, yeah. we have a limit, but they're they agree to they, work they, together. They agree to work together. But the thing is, Sean says that we're the apples and you're the oranges, and Peter says we gotta be the same fruit. And they agree right. we're the grapples. Now I've never right. had a grapple. Are you a fan? I've never had one either, so I can't speak yeah. on that. Um, but Boone loves a good grapple. Um, yep. So the matchbook is from this place called the Dollhouse. Um, it's a very exclusive club that apparently Sean and Gus have never been able to get into. So they're going to meet there at 9 p.m. And so at 9 p.m., they are at the Dollhouse. And they get in uh, fortuitously. Um, my question is, how do they get in? But whatever. No so Sean and Gus, you know, they're cutting up. They're cutting it up on the dance floor. And, you know, I figured Gus would have better dance moves, but he's not such a good dancer. No. Neither of them are. Um, but unfortunately, they've been beaten to the punch again. Boone and Peter's already there. You see the silhouette of them talking mm-hmm. to some sort of exotic dancer, or like some sort of like dancer, like mm-hmm. in some capacity. They get a handshake, so they got the information they needed. But so what we find out is that Herb was in there several times with a hot little number mm-hmm. named Sarahlyn. And so Boone and Peter's suggest that like she liked to hustle cash. She fucked with him, and like this is the reason why he's caught up in this whole mess. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and so um, they Sean gets a call from Jules, and they basically found out that um, that they got a match on uh, Otto Dursius, who owns the nightclub, basically, and he's a drug dealer, and so Dursus. this is fortuitous. Dursus, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. and. Um, they she instruct them to not talk to Otto and to or, not search the office until the cops get there, mm-hmm. which, of course, they're going to do. So they proceed to do that. So Well, the, the problem is they can't get in because the the bodyguard looks like a Billy Zane hacking figure. Sorry. You got to get that in. Because they mentioned Billy Zane so much. He might be the most referenced celebrity. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. So, you know, the thought here is that Sarah Lynn and Otto are a team in some, in some capacity. They're... Uh, they teamed up to fuck Herb out of whatever money and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So, so when they're in there, Sean sees a thing that says the second wind and some dates, which is matches a note that Herb had in his house. And that's really the only clue that they find in that moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a lot of stuff that they find in the office, but they get broken up. Um, Otto and one of his henchmen walk in, they uh, take a baseball bat to uh Boone's knee mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. um, and they take off. They take off, mm-hmm. uh, which you know is interesting. And so, because Boone pulls out his biscuit. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. So Boone and Peters they they hang back, and Sean and Gus go off uh, reluctantly. Because and there's a bit that I love so much where Sean fakes a hammy pull, and then Gus fakes a hammy pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a constant thing for them. Um, so eventually I mean, they do like Hills. Ah, sound is just one of the funniest things. Yeah. So eventually they get outside and, um, you know, they, they are in pursuit, 
Mm -hmm. reluctantly, as I said. Mm -hmm. And um, you hear some gunshots ring out. The biscuit's flying. Mm -hmm. It's going. And so, uh, you know, they find that Otto is on the floor. He's been shot dead. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there goes, like, their biggest clue. Yes. So then we cut back to the police station, and Vic is chewing them out, calls them an incompetence machine, and um, Sean and Gus got nothing, and Boone just got some menus. And I love, there's a time and a place for snatching menus. Um, and they're both fired off the investigation, both teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, they don't feel good about it. And Sean's been fired from many jobs. Now, have you ever been fired from a job? Yes, I have. I've One. been I've been let go. Let go. Job. That's different. That's different. Yeah, it's different. I've never been fired, thankfully. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Sean's like... Not a good feeling. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like. Um, the thing is, whenever I think about getting fired, I'm like, I feel like being fired would be easier if I wasn't very close with my family. Because obviously, from a literal standpoint, I'd be like, I don't know what to do money-wise. But the thing that I really wouldn't want to do is have to tell my family that I got fired. <laughs> like, that's like, that's really the nightmare. Um, yeah, it's a whole side thing I can, talk, I can talk to you about after the fact. Of course. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't expecting you to open it up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Sean goes the whole thing, us plus them equals we. And they realize, oh, he definitely stole more than just menus. So... They go to the park, and uh, Boone and Peters are playing checkers, which that feels like, come on, they're better. They're smarter than that. They got to play chess. Even I know how to play chess. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I knew how to play chess a while back. I think I would need, like, a couple of sessions to get back in it. I but... am really bad at chess, and I hate it, because I remember when I was in sixth grade, I never told the story on Mr. Monk and the Grandmaster, but whatever. I was like, I learned how to play chess, and my thought was, well, I'm the smartest kid in the class. Clearly, I'll be best at chess because being good at chess is just by being smart. And I am horrible at chess because the thing that you and anyone who's ever met me knows about me is that I am basically incapable of thinking more than two steps ahead of anything. <laughs> and that's all right. the chess is. <laughs> like, right. it really is like, it's like, oh, I am, I have the opposite brain for ch- what you need for chess. Are you good at Monopoly? Um, No, because that's also really thinking about steps ahead. Okay. The board game I'm best at is probably like, I don't know. It's not a board game, but categories I'm incredible at, as you can imagine. Um, yeah. Right. Scattergories is probably my favorite board game. Um, I haven't played that much, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great yeah. one. Um, anyway, they go there and they say that I'm they good at Scrabble. Scra- oh, I'm pretty good at Scrabble, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, that uh, playing checkers, and they taught them two things. So never too early to start trimming your eyebrows. The good cop instincts never die. And the thing that Boone grabbed was job applications so they could find Sarah Lynn's address. Um, and, uh, you know, they look. And what's strange about Sarah Lynn's job application? She listed Herb as her emergency, emergency contact. And so... they asked rhetorically, no, 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 you're not gonna, you're, we're not going to miss this joke. That they asked rhetorically, what psychopath puts, the, puts their mark down as their emergency contact? <laughs> and Boone says, my fourth wife, Maudine. <laughs> Maudine, yeah. Correct. So yeah, all eventually, um, you know, we find out that like you know, good cop instincts never die. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go investigate this next lead, and you know, the two older gents are unclear where their car is, but they follow Sean and Gus. Yes, and so they head over to. They, they're uh, initially they were staying put because they thought that they were too like over the hill, but yeah. Sean and Gus, you know, kind of inspired them to just. Yeah. One so they go time. to go. they go to Sarah Lynn's door, and her roommate Josie answers. And this is my partner control all delete. Um, uh huh. And uh, that's a pretty. Boone pulls out the biscuit. Yeah, I. Uh, you're lying. I. I just honestly, it's so funny. He pulls out his gun. He's gonna shoot her. Yeah, um, he pulls out the fucking biscuit real quick. Mm-hmm. And so Sean knows she's lying because. You know, he's psychic, quote unquote, and they know she's lying because she's a woman, which isn't great. Um, mm-hmm. But the long to make a long story short, she got Sarah Lynn this job at Pacific Treasures, basically being a drug mule by taking her Because place. she used to work at the dollhouse yes. with her. Yes, exactly. And a bag would appear, you deliver to Otto. Obviously, you're, it, I mean, the, the most obvious mule job in the world. The only mule job more obvious is when Clint Eastwood said, I'm going to direct a movie in 2018. Um, or when I used to like uh, pick up money from my bookie friend when I was unemployed. 
Wow, damn. As a result of the only time that I was fired. Damn, damn, damn. That's uh, I mean you gotta do yeah. Dude, do. I picked up I picked up fifty K in cash once. Wow. From fucking like I don't wanna say like it was like off the fifteen freeway, mm-hmm. which is close to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I got paid five hundred dollars to go pick up an X amount of cash and I got pulled out two duffel bags and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah, I assume you only did that once? Correct. Yeah, that's not thing you do multiple times. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, no way. Um, anyway, so... Um, Can you Sean... imagine me pulling up? Can you imagine me pulling up to yeah. a, a house in like a, a cul-de-sac and being like, hey, I'm here for X this person? Oh, okay. I would, yeah, be, I would right literally back. be unable to function the entire drive back. I was like, I had my cousin with me. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking. There's the term that I didn't know until Bomani Jones started using it, lemon booty. That's I feel like what you'd have the whole time. Where your ass is puckered up. That's what you call um, squeaky bum time. Yeah, squeaky bum time. Yeah. Anyways, and so yeah, the drugs came in on a ship called the Second Wind. That's what Sean realizes um, that it was salt on the bag. That was what was dirty about it. And Mm -hmm. um, Sean realizes, oh. This broad Sarah Lynn reminded him of Herb's daughter. Ah, you know. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he was trying to protect her, buy her freedom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Correct. And the guy who did this wasn't no ghost. We're going to find him and we're going to kill him. <laughs> that would have yeah. this episode. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, she had packed a bag a few days ago and she had gone out. Yeah. So we find out that she was in nursing school. Mm-hmm. And so Sean deducts from here where she knows where he would where she would be. And she's at Herb's because Herb's linens are also folded like nurses do. Correct. Yeah. So they go to Herb's and they answer, she answers the door mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she's not very, you know, receptive to this whole situation. She realizes that anybody that gets involved in this uh, mm-hmm. scenario gets hurt in some way. So she doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, so she basically tells them to fuck off in a, in a sense. And, as they're leaving the door, Sean comments that, like, none of you guys actually believe that she's in there alone. And they yeah, because Sean that. notices that there's a master key on the door, and Correct. that's the same key that Randy had. Um, and it's also incredibly obvious that she's, you know, under duress. Under duress, yeah. Yeah, and so they're saying what they're going to do. Are they going to do the Sean and Gus climb through and start a grease fire in the bathroom? Um, no. But they're going to do the bark and mark, which is what uh, was brought up earlier, where people bark and then they sneak up behind so sean and gus start barking and uh gary randy comes out and is like you know stop barking before you get your ass shot and take my friend gus and they start arguing at the same time the lasting jewels come around and then there's the line that made me laugh out loud because i forgot about it where sean says about gus he can pass for omar epps in restaurant (laughs) i haven't seen restaurants so i mean he can pass for omar epps in a lot of things but no i think he meant literally in restaurants like in a restaurant, he you can tell people he's on my reps. Oh, I thought that was a movie or something. Maybe it is, okay. but it's not one that my brain isn't noting it. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe you. Um, so yeah, that seems to be a little bit of a you know distraction in some sense. Mm-hmm. And so we see Randy holding um, Sarah Lynn at gunpoint in the house, and he talks about how he needs to shoot these guys, but you know that gives. Uh, Peter's enough time to disarm him and for Boone to just fucking bull rush him and take him out. And so, you know, they get taken out onto the lawn and right before he's about to, you know, uh, wail on these two old guys, Mm -hmm. uh, last, uh, Jules gets a punch Mm in. Well, I just want to let you know, I was too, I was talking Uh to go here. There was a movie that came out in 1998 called restaurant. And I'm like, fuck is Omar Epps in this? He's not. Okay. So okay. I was right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But yes, Jules gets a lick in, and then he gets back up, tackles Lassie, and then both Boone and Peters punch him. And yeah. Gus a- and Sean asks, think we'll still be able to punch people like that when we're in our 60s? And Sean and Gus says, well, we can't do that now. And then Correct. so here's the wrap-up where the Vic is choosing to forget that they were all fired. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Boone and Peters finally give Sean and Gus their due, you know, Rick and- without Rick and Gootsy here. Yeah, they give them credit for their, you know, work and for their inspiration to get back into this case. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, uh, it's good. And it, it goes even further than that because Boone offers to take Gus in because of, like, <laughs> the way that he's so, like, straight-laced. So uh, yeah, that is funny. He offers to take him in because he assumes that he doesn't have parents in some way. That makes me laugh because then afterwards he says to Peters, thank God for that. I can't be taken in no strays. <laughs> Correct, yeah. So luckily for them, for, yeah. you know, uh, Boone that... He, uh, yeah, you know Gus has parents, and so then they and get another call. They get another mm-hmm. call for murder, and they have to tell Boone Peters that it's just a one-time thing. But of course, they don't really feel that way, right? And yeah, they take off um, to go investigate again, and that's kind of the end of the episode. Yep. What do you give it to that ten? I gave it a seven and a half. This is the rare one-point difference. Eight point five, baby. Boone and Peters. Boone. I get it. I get it, but also yeah. for me, it just didn't move me too much. They were the grapples. Uh, but what does move me is to ask you, where can people find you on Twitter? And, I mean, I'll say this. Your tweets today were on the more deranged side, and your Unhinged. tweets are always deranged. Unhinged. Your tweets are always deranged. So I just don't understand. What I've, What is going through your mind when you like or when you just have the urge to tweet shit that you tweet? Um... I just do it for fun, mostly. It's just no, but like, what, what is like, what is like happening in your mind when you're like? Oh, I'm like typically texting my friend this thing, and then mm-hmm. I'll just tweet it also, just mm-hmm. for laughs. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> like, finally shaved my sack. Feels great. <laughs> yeah, you know that's just kind of how I feel. I mean, it's that's fair. I I I can't act like my tweets are sophisticated. Um, yeah, and, yours are all like puns. Yeah, I love puns so deeply. Um, yeah, you're so punny. Thank you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JCreasyBreeze. Share it with the biggest psych fan in your life. And tune in next time as we talk about fairy tale. Mm-hmm.